Hello, this is Joe, the Connection Counselor, and today on Executive Presence Morsels, we'll be sampling another bite-sized learning to help you be seen, be heard, and be elevated. You know, one thing people worry about and often focus on is the looks or the outward manifestations of executive presence. So I'm gonna share a story to illustrate what's important about that and what's not as important and what the actual mechanism is that generates executive presence. So many years ago, um, our team had a meeting with an executive sponsor. His name was Finn Meyer. He was a Danish partner at KPMG. And this guy, he looked the part. I mean, tall, really well-tailored suit, um, had the graying hair, uh, just looked like you would imagine an executive of a, of a Fortune 500 company or, or a partner in a large multinational firm, sort of like um, Jeremy Irons in Margin Call, uh, but maybe a little bit more European. So we're having this meeting and we're pitching this project to him. And he was just impressive, you know, just sitting there at the head of the table, of course, and listening to, to our team lead and the other members sort of pitching our plan for this big project we were launching for the company. And he was just there so quiet and just observing, listening. He kind of like had his hands, you know, in that signature sort of triangle, steeple, nodding once in a while, might've asked one or two questions, but was generally just sitting back and quiet. And then, so we finished our presentation and at the very end of it, you know, he said, you guys did a great job. This is really important work, all the things you would expect an executive to say. And then boom, he dropped the hammer on us. He said, this project will fail if you keep to this really long timeline. You need to accelerate the timeline so you can keep the attention of all the stakeholders and get this done in a certain amount of time. And we were all just like, but we made it as short as we could. <laughs> but he explained why it was really important to shorten it. And then uh, as a result, we did shorten the timeline, uh, you know, not tremendously, but to a point where it was a little bit more manageable and the project was a huge success. Now, thinking back on that time, and I had run into him one or two other times, you start to wonder how much does his sort of outward appearance play into his executive presence? And he really had a tremendous executive presence in that meeting without hardly having to do or say anything. So is it just the fact that he's tall, well-dressed, has a title, or has a certain look uh, about him? I believe he was a partner in the Danish firm at the time. And what I come to realize is the trappings are just the wrappings, right? All those things kind of send a signal to our brain, either consciously or unconsciously, that this is the type of person we're accustomed to, to having executive presence. However, that is just the wrapping like on a gift, right? You imagine you get a wonderful gift, this beautiful silver, gold, or bejeweled wrapping paper, whatever you find really impressive. And then you go to open it and inside it's just a piece of junk, right? It's like a 1999, you know, seen on TV, uh, you know, trinket that you know is going to work well for about a week and is going to fall apart. 
right? So things like your height, your clothing, um, I would even put your title and certain things are just trappings. They're just the outer manifestation. They're not the thing that actually generates the executive presence. So in this instance, looking back, what was it that generated executive presence for Finn? And for me, an executive presence happens between two people, right? It's the space in between the two people. So for me, what it was, was he had incredible stillness, right? As he was listening, he was incredibly still and just allowed us to talk. And he didn't feel the need to dominate the conversation or prove anything. He was just totally in control of himself and the situation. And secondly, he was very engaged. Even while he wasn't talking, you could tell by his posture, by the way he would nod his head, by the way he was making eye contact, and just his general mood that he was really engaged with what we were telling him and that he was going to come with some really solid advice, which he did. So all this just to demonstrate that executive presence really comes from your presence. It's not something you have like clothing or a title. It's really the way you are in a room, are in a space, and people feel, for lack of a better term, that, that energy uh, or mood uh, that you bring to any situation. And the most important part is that is the type of energy that inspires confidence that that person's gonna be able to lead you well. So I just wanted to share that thought with you. Uh, we'll come back over the next few days with additional thoughts on different principles. So thanks. This is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor, and thank you for joining us on our very first episode of Executive Presence Morsels. If you'd like, please stay tuned for a preview of tomorrow's episode brought to you by our sponsor. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, they say imitation is the greatest form of flattery, but can you get executive presence just by copying another person? I actually have a bone to pick with a lot of approaches to executive presence, where they just take a look at a bunch of people and have some qualities that they have and say, you should just copy them. Well, as you know, we if you study a boxer or an athlete or even a great singer or musician, and you just try to copy them, that's not actually gonna make you the same as them or give you the same qualities. So as you can see, imitation will not get you executive presence. However, it is useful to have role models and learn from people who do things really well. So what does that mean? If it's not imitation, what is it? It's distillation. So today we're gonna distill someone with outsized executive presence. Her name is Kathy Wood. You may know her. She's the CEO of ARK Investment. It's one of the 
um, hottest sort of investment companies around right now. And this is something I saw her in a video when she was at Singularity U X Fin in South Africa. It's a financial economic type summit. And I'll include the link to the video so you can watch it uh, after. And I'm going to go over two qualities or principles. I call them the six degrees of executive presence. I'll go over two of them that she exhibits during this talk. Now, the first one happens right at the beginning, where you may not notice this if you're not paying careful attention, but her slides are not ready at the beginning of her presentation. So you imagine she's in a room with a huge bunch of people, luminaries, competitors, colleagues. She's getting ready for her 20, 30-minute talk. Slides are not ready. What does she do? She is cool as a cucumber and just starts talking about... Thanks for listening. Can't wait to share the rest of the episode with you. Join us next time for another tasty, executive presence morsel. So.